Hello and welcome to another week of Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Happy Monday to you. I hope you had a great weekend. And uh, today's show, we're going to, I'm looking forward to today's show. So glad you were able to spend a little time at my, at my table. Um, I got a couple, we're going to, we're going to key in on the, um, the messages that, that I feel that are coming out of the, the mass readings from today, which is the Monday of the 25th week in ordinary time. There, there's an obvious message and that is that as Christians, we're called to let our light shine before others. We're, we're called to to witness to Christ in the world by our words, by our actions. You know, when somebody looks at us, hears what we say, and sees what we do, and they should essentially see Jesus. And I, I know that's a that's a a freaky concept because many of us we hear that and we think, oh no, I'm not even close. Well, yeah, I'm not even close either. But but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, it is something that is possible. It's a process. It's something that we we work on. We work on letting the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is the one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to transform us into the image of Christ. And, and so, so as Christians, powered by the Holy Spirit, our goal, our job should be to let the Holy Spirit work in us each day to make some changes. And you know, some of them are going to be tough. Because the Holy Spirit will have to chisel off some of the rough edges that that goes along with this transformation into Christ, so that others can look at us and essentially see Christ, or see people who behave like Christ. And as members of the body of Christ or members of the church, that's what we're we're called to do. So this idea of going out and witnessing, it it goes hand in hand with Christianity. That's what we're supposed to do. But when I was reading the gospel today, and essentially Jesus is talking about a lamp and don't hide it under a bed, but place it on a lampstand. There, there's something else that, that I felt he was saying to me, and I, I want to share that with you. It, it goes along with that, but in order to share him with others, something has to take place internally, that, like that purification or that process of allowing yourself to turn into Christ. So let's, we'll talk about that today as well. And then um, I, as we as we tie it all up and as we, uh, you know, as I look for a, a one theme to to kind of wrap around the entire show, I, I want to talk about some of the great things the Lord has done for us. And, and I think, I'm, listen, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit tie all of this in together because in the first reading, something really positive happens. Um, and we might I'm not sure if I'm going to read it, but I'll, but I'll talk about that as well. So that's what today's show is. And if you think that I haven't finalized exactly how I'm going to get from point A to point B, I know what I want to say, but the details, if you, don't, you think they might not be there yet, you are absolutely correct. And this is what we call leaving room for the Spirit, right? It's not a cop-out. It's really me trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to give me the finer points of this message. And you know what? He comes through for me every time. He, I, I've been in this position before. And the reason I like to do it like this is because I don't want to have my script so rigid that I hijack the message of the Holy Spirit. You know, when I do these shows and I, you'll hear me in my prayer in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me, to, to come inside of me and, and, and lead me, to give me the words if, if I had a script completely rigidly defined 
this is exactly what I'm going to talk about, and and I stick to that, then I leave no room for the Spirit to sort of take me in a direction, a different direction during the show, which he does often. So that's what we're going to talk about today, and I think it's a topic that we need to hear, this idea of the light of Jesus Christ. You turn the light on, you're going to see some things. And in order for that light to shine before others, you got to make sure that that light is shining internally so that you can see some changes that you need to be. And when I say you, I mean us, that we can see uh, in order for us to be able to let that light shine from us to the world. Okay? So that's what we got on the program today. And if you would, I would invite you to, if you would be so kind as to do it, I would invite you to join me in prayer now as we officially kick off this program. And uh, we, of course, as we do each time, when we pray, we place ourselves in the presence, into the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father in heaven, here we go again, another week of following the truth. First of all, before I get to the the, the core of this prayer, I, I want to just say thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to sit behind a microphone and to talk about you with so many people. I am so grateful for this opportunity, Father. Thank you. Please use me. Continue to use me however you need to so that I can act as your instrument in bringing the good news of your Son to a world which, as you know, definitely needs to hear that good news. Father, I ask you to accept all of our intentions. Please grant the ones that are, or answer them, I should say, in the best way possible. You're going to answer everything. We know that because Jesus told us if we ask, we will receive. But answer them, even though, you know, sometimes we want certain things. We're going to say, answer our intentions in the best way possible at the best possible time. We don't want anything that you don't want us to have, Father. Thank you so much for hearing, for answering, and thank you, Father, for just the ability that you give us to be able to turn to you in prayer. You could meet our needs in so many different ways, not listen to us, but for some reason, and this is this is mysterious, and there's no way we're ever going to fully comprehend this, but for some reason, you allow us to participate in your granting of what we need. You let us ask, and sometimes you wait for us to ask. I'm never going to figure that out, Father, but that's okay, because I know how it works. I also know that you will never give us anything that is not good for us. And and I thank you for that. Even if I complain from time to time, I want what's best for me so that I can be able to live with you forever in heaven. And however you need to bring that about, and I'll speak for all of us, Father, and say that's what we want. I ask you, Father, to heal anyone who is sick today, to grant hope to the hopeless, to help those who are discouraged, who don't know you. Please open their hearts so that they can take the next step in a relationship with you. And Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today and give me the words through your Holy Spirit that I need to be able to deliver the message that you wish us to have today. And finally, please open all of our hearts 
and all of our minds so that we are willing to hear what it is that you have to say and put it into practice. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who is your Son and who is our Lord, and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know what's really funny? By the way, I'm Gary Zimak. This is Following the Truth. You know what's really funny? As I started this show, you, you may hear, I don't know if you can hear, I'm getting stuffy, but for some reason my allergies are starting to kick in. They've been really good lately, but for whatever reason today, they're starting to uh, to flare up. So hopefully there's going to be no issues with this program. Um, I, I don't have them too bad, but I just get stuffy. It's been happening on and off during the summer, and uh, I, I can't really trace it to one particular cause, you know, a certain kind of weather. I don't know what it is, but I just do know that I am glad to be here with you. And I uh, just want to alert you to something that we've been talking about. My new book's going to be out very shortly, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness from the Word Among Us Press. I believe that the book's going to be in the warehouse this week, in the publisher's warehouse, and then it needs to get shipped out to Amazon and other sources, but I'm expecting to possibly, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to receive a shipment of the book this week. So hopefully that's going to happen. And um, stay tuned for more information. I'm excited about that. You can pre-order it, if you're interested, from Amazon.com or from the Word Among Us uh, press. So uh, you can do that. And very soon, within the next couple of days, the book will be on my website as well so that you can order it uh, through from a, from a link right on my website, which is followingthetruth.com. Okay, so I mentioned that I want to talk about this uh, idea of the light shining in the darkness. There's no doubt. You don't need me to tell you that we have a lot of darkness in our country. If you're listening in the United States, you might be listening elsewhere in the world. So I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that we have darkness in the world. The world can be a very dark place. The message of Christianity is not as popular as it should be, you know. And as Christians, we should be concerned about doing what we can to get the good news of Jesus Christ out there. How do we do that? We do it, um, maybe not on a worldwide level, but to the, the extent that we can. You and I, we have different people around us. We have different people that we're going to encounter on a regular basis, whether it's in person, at our parish. Uh, on social media, however it may be, we have the ability to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone, people in our home. You know, we all have different individuals with whom we can share the message. So this is this idea of letting the light shine is an important one. Let's look at this gospel. It's from Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. It's not a very long gospel today. And I want to share with you the words of Jesus and then I'll, I'll share my thoughts on what, he, what he's saying. Jesus said to the crowd, No one who lights a lamp conceals it with a vessel or sets it under a bed. Rather, he places it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. So, Jesus is the light of the world. And if we have a relationship with Jesus, if he means something to us and we're trying to live by his commands, then we should share him or we, we should do what we can to share him in some way with others. Now, it doesn't have to be um, through overt preaching, although that that is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but you don't want to be beating people over the head with your Bible 
at least if they're not ready. You want to bring them along gradually, but it starts by being kind to people, by, by loving others, by treating them fairly. You know, that's how you begin to let this light shine. For there is nothing hidden that will not become visible, and nothing secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. To anyone who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he seems to have will be taken away. So, as a Christian, as somebody who is listening, you're listening to this podcast right now, there are many Christians who are not listening to podcasts such as this one. Because they might be lukewarm. I know. I was one of those people for many, many, many years. But you, on the other hand, you're trying to take your relationship with Christ to the next level. Not everybody's feeling that way. And then there are some people who are not Christians, who are not practicing Christians, who may have given up on the faith, who don't even know about Christ, who don't care to know about Christ. So, so you, you have been given much. By, by virtue of the fact that you care about having a relationship with Christ. You're, you're, you're in a privileged position. And, you know, but there comes a cost with that. You're asked, and I'm asked, to share Christ with others in some way. And again, that could be actions, it could be words, it could be a combination of both. To act in a way that Christ would act. We do that on social media, hopefully, because we, we, we need more of that. Because we see a lot of people not acting like Christ would act on social media. So that would be a really good thing. And, you know, you could tell by, we know people that um, share certain things on on Facebook or Twitter. We can tell sometimes what the belief of, of people are and how serious they take their Christianity. Because some people share some really good stuff. On the other hand, some people share some questionable stuff. Um, so we can let our light shine on the internet as well as as in person. And of course, in our own household, it's important for us to share Jesus with those with whom we live. You know, that's important too. But the one, the one thing that hit me in this gospel, and this is what I want to share with you, is when Jesus said, no one who lights a lamp conceals it with a vessel or sets it under a bed. Rather, he places it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. What what I felt the Holy Spirit laying on me today when I read that was, yes, we are called as Christians to share Jesus with others, to evangelize, to get out and share the gospel. But before we do that, or in in conjunction with that, at the same time, what we want to make sure we're doing is letting is getting as close to the light of Jesus Christ on a personal level as we can. And that involves spending some time with him every day. So whether it's just sitting in the morning, and I like doing it in the morning because that's if, if at all possible. If, if you're not a morning person yet, you can adjust it, maybe do it at night. But in the morning, it's before you start your day, before things go crazy. To me, it's a great time to sit with Jesus and just spend time with him. One way you could do that is just by saying his name. And unlike saying my name, you can sit there and say, Gary, all you want, but I don't become present to you. But our, but our church teaches that when you invoke the name of Jesus, he doesn't just show up. It's not like he's running around doing things and then he hears you calling him and he's going to run up and, and, and make himself, place himself in your presence. He's always there. 
But when you say his name with the intent of connecting with him, you know, I'm, I'm saying the name of Jesus with the intention of drawing closer to him, with the intention of putting myself more in his presence. He's in my presence. He's with me all the time. But when I make that effort to draw near to him, he's going to grant that wish. So if I just sit there and meditate on the name of Jesus, just repeat the name, just go to a quiet corner of your house early in the morning and say, Jesus, Jesus, and picture what you're doing. You're placing yourself in his presence. You're you're connecting with him more closely. That has an effect. And then you begin to place yourself in the, in the proximity of the light. And what happens when you turn the light on in the darkness? You start to see all the marks on the walls. Sometimes you'll see stains on the rug, which you didn't see in the dark. And that's what the light does. Another way to place yourself in the presence of Christ, you can meditate on the gospel each day. You know, the daily mass reading, read the gospel. That's, that's what I do. There's other passages of the Bible I look at. I, I say some other prayers. There's things I do. You know, I, I talk to the Lord in other ways. But what I like to do every morning is after I, I place myself in the Lord's presence, I read the gospel. I read it slowly. I read it carefully. And I ask Jesus to send his Holy Spirit to let me know what message he wants me to draw out of the gospel. And this is how this message I'm sharing with you came about. And when you do these things, you know, you make these, if you can get to daily mass, great thing. If you can try to go to confession on a regular basis, if you can make it a point to read scripture every day, as you do these things more and more, what you do is you place yourself closer to the light and one of the one of the effects that that has is and it's kind of mysterious the way it works but but I I, I do this and I as I watch this play out in my life I, I know that it works you begin to see defects and imperfections things that you need to work on and that's what happens when you go into the presence of the light you see things that you might have missed if you were in the darkness and as you, as you turn to the Lord and let him help you to give you the grace to deal with these things and you work to eliminate them from your life, then you have more of Jesus in you and therefore more to be able to share with others. So yes, we need to share him. We need to be the light shining in the darkness. But we first have to make sure the light is turned on in our own house first. And that's an ongoing process. That's something we all have to do every day. And um, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's easier to look at other people's lives and see what they're doing wrong. But I've shared with this with you before. I've, I've heard this advice, and I, I, it, I believe it's really good advice. We should never stop. When we're, when we're meditating, and, and meditating just means thinking about. When we're thinking about uh, a particular Bible passage, we should never stop until we receive some sort of a personal call to action. You know, we shouldn't just apply this to other people. Oh, yeah, this is what the world needs to do. Yep, Jesus, I'm with you. I've seen that. No, we 
I, I believe, and there's always, I've never been disappointed when it comes to this, I believe that the Lord will always give us some sort of a takeaway or some sort of a call to action, some, something that we can do as a personal response to, the, to whatever passage of, of Scripture that we're reading. You know, because there, there is a tendency sometimes to view Scripture as, as an indictment on other people. And, and that may be true. You know, sometimes I'm going to read a passage of the Bible and, I, and I'll look at the world around me and I'll say, yeah, that's true. But then I don't think we should ever stop there. We should always say, all right, Lord, but you're speaking to me. What can I do? And, and that might be as simple as go be a light shining in the darkness. You know, if, if the world that you live in, the world we live in, is not to your liking, if you see it needs improvement, will be the one, as Mother Teresa said, go out there and make that change. Don't worry about how many people you can impact. Start with yourself and impact those few people around you. And for, for, for me, that gets hard sometimes. You know, I, uh, sometimes I, I, I fall into that thinking of, well, I'm only in, in affecting so many people. You know, I want to do it on a larger scale or I wish I had a greater audience. No, do it with the audience the Lord gives you, whoever that may be. It might be the people in your household. But if it wasn't for you being the one, being that light shining in the darkness, purifying yourself so you can, what, go out there and, uh, and share with your, your spouse, with your children, maybe with your parents, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, then who else would do it? You know, maybe they need you. Maybe the Lord needs you to work undercover in your own house to spread the gospel. No, no audience is too small or too unimportant for the gospel to be, to be spread. We all have a mission, you know. Um, briefly, the, the psalm today, I talked about I wanted to, to discuss the Lord's light, one of the greatest needs, I think, for the world today is hope. People don't have a lot of hope. And in the, before I do the psalm, the first reading today is a reading from the book of the prophet Ezra. And it has to do with King Cyrus. The, the Babylonian exile took the, the Israelites out of, out of their homeland, and, and they were in captivity for a number of years. And the prophet Jeremiah relayed a message from the Lord saying that, I know the plans I have for you, plans for hope, Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a really popular verse. In other words, telling them they're going to, they're going to be back in their homeland. They're going to experience that freedom again. It took 70 plus years for that to happen. But the first reading talks about that. When they, they were allowed to return to Jerusalem, uh, some of the people from Jerusalem uh, that were being held captive were allowed to return to Jerusalem and begin the process of of rebuilding the temple. So there's the, that that hope. You know, the prophet gave them the message. This is going to get better someday. It's going to take a while, but it's going to get better. And the the gospel, uh, sorry, the responsorial psalm is Psalm 126. The Lord has done marvels for us. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, see, this is that what we see in the first reading. The captives being brought back. We were like men dreaming that our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. So this is, <coughs> excuse me, that's evidence when the people are rejoicing because 
they're returning to their homeland. God's doing good things for them. They're sharing that with the foreign nations, the surrounding nations. They're noted. The nations are taking notice of this. So in the same way, when you talk about what God has done for you, you know, you don't even have to talk about other people. You know, sometimes we we want to change the behavior of others and we can get a little preachy. I know I have to watch this and it's it's tricky sometimes, tricky a lot of times. But one of the best ways to share Jesus or to evangelize is to let other people know what he has done for you. It's hard for somebody to disagree with your own personal testimony. You know, it's it's easy for them to to get offended when you start saying, well, this is what you need to do. But if you say, you know what he's done for me, and let me tell you how my life used to be, it was a mess, and I was so hopeless. And I just got done writing an article for The Word Among Us today about that very topic, how, you know, my life was just kind of flat before I really came to know and, and, and love Jesus. My life was just kind of flat. It was just nothing. Something was missing. You know, on the surface, it was fine, but... There was an emptiness there. And and I was able to share that in the article. But once I met Jesus and turned my life over to him, to, to literally surrendered to him and uh, asked him to take over running my life, that changed. And I, there, I had a sense of purpose and the peace that I was looking for. So, you know, if the Lord's done something for you, and I guarantee you he has because you're alive right now, you don't have to be alive. You didn't have to wake up this morning. Whatever your last meal was, you didn't have to have that. You know, if you have good health, you don't have to have good health. But everything that has been given to us, even our crosses, are, are gifts from the Lord. So could you share that with somebody and let your light shine? You know, while at the same time, get close to the light so you can clean up your own issues while you're in the process of sharing with others, that's a great thing to do. And that's the way the kingdom grows. You know, we might not think it's that important, but the Lord thinks it's important. And that's why he entrusts us with this powerful message and this this, powerful mission, I should say, and also a message. So that's what it's all about today. You know, continue to get close to Jesus. Let him change you through his Holy Spirit. And then go share them with others. I'm telling you, there are people who are desperate to hear that good news today. I'm going to be praying for you. I've been praying for you. I will keep praying for you. I'll especially pray that you'll have the motivation and the courage to do this. Because it's gutsy. It does take guts because you will get pushed back from time to time. You'll get laughed at, you know. But it really is worth it. Please pray for me, too, that I can continue to just deliver the message to whoever needs to hear it. Any questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Hope you have a fantastic evening. God bless you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for a little while today. I look forward to being with you next time on Following the Truth.